Dropout contains language and themes which may not be suitable for everybody, but what is suitable for everybody is the great stuff from our friends over at The Famous. Go check out thefamousheadwear.co.uk. Iconic wear for bears. Great stuff. Go check them out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Second-hand news here for the 21st of September on the Crowpod, and uh, well, we've we've got a lot to uh, to talk about coming off of the back of yesterday with John Bennett's uh, interview there with uh, Rangers TV. Um, I, I think one of the well, apparently one one of the big lessons we learned was that if you found any of Bennett's uh, answers condescending, or if you found that he was condescending to fans whatsoever, the best response would be to condescend to you about how you can't understand. The, the nuance of John Bennett's answers. We, of course, you know, I, I, I try not to do that here. I just like to say what the fuck is going on. But uh, I'm not the one with the uh, the media site that uh, the club pushes out via official emails to get to talk to the managing director. Uh, I will say another thing that came up from Bennett's uh, uh, conversation there, there, there were some, some hints that maybe uh, pushing it out on RTV was somewhat of a soft launch. Uh, again, I mean, one, it's, it's a disjointed communication policy, which Bennett spent much of the time talking about how we need to communicate better. Uh, Robertson's today is on a website that I, I would think even fewer Rangers fans know about than either Rangers TV or YouTube. Uh, but it's typically not how you would do a, a soft launch. Usually you want to give something away for free to entice people to pay not put something behind a paywall and then turn around and give it away for free in a couple hours. It's just a little bit backwards philosophy on that one there. But uh, Stuart Robertson followed up, the managing director, who uh, has not answered or provided any answers to questions at all. Uh, pretty much well, since you know he got out in front of every camera he could and build up to the Europa League final, decided to talk to the Rangers review to Johnny McFarland over there. And God bless him. I mean, at least he did come out and say some things, but much like Bennett yesterday, explained a lot of stuff while explaining absolutely nothing. Um, the, the, the biggest the biggest concern, I think, for a lot of people coming out yesterday was, the, of course, the 23 million pounds in, in capital expenditure, which we began to highlight uh, because, well, there, there weren't a lot of, there weren't a lot of answers about, uh, well, where all that had gone. Now, Robertson, to, to his to his credit, he's come out, of course, the roof, which we know is an ongoing issue. We, we hear about it all the time. It, literally anytime something comes, we know that the roof is being worked on. That's that's not a new one. Uh, we, we've got a disabled facilities plan. Again, That like I said yesterday, this is every AGM. We've heard this at every single AGM going back. But, um, you know, mostly I, I think the biggest takeaway from Robertson's talk, again, with the Rangers Review, a, a website that, the club pushes out via official emails that you get in your inbox from Rangers. Slight problems with, with some of the, the reliability and the narrative there. But one of the biggest issues that Robertson has, that Bennett has, 
Uh, Ross Wilson has. Jimmy Bisgrove has. Is that typically every time they open their mouth, they're directly contradicting something that they've said before. Bennett yesterday, you know, at some point, he's talking about recruitment. He said, going back to when Gerard was here, before Gerard left, because we couldn't get anybody in in the, the summer of 2021 to continue rebuilding the squad, to continue strengthening the squad off the back of 55. Of course, the, the Malmo thing, and, and he took the blame for that. But uh, you, you could also hear he was quite pissed off that, uh, well, what, we'd signed two players uh, prior, and then, uh, what, only, only added one more after that? Um, but better told a, a, a podcast at the time, recruitment is king here. Hats off to Ross Wilson and his team for the recruitment we made. I think where we are now is absolutely quality over quantity. You know, if you look at the messaging around this summer, it has been how many bodies we've been able to bring in. Uh, apparently... Well, I mean, one of the big ones that keeps coming up, uh, Robertson wanted to highlight today, of course, Tom Lawrence... A uh, number of EPL sides apparently chasing him. Either, well, one, that's not true. Two, we just say whatever the hell agents tell us. Or three, none of them are willing to pay them what we would. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of where you leave that. Of course, uh, another big issue, well, along these lines, is where the fuck is the transfer expenditure, right? Uh, we, we were told, of course, at the leading into the AGM, at the AGM, that we were about a break-even proposition, and the amount of money that we made out of Europe, the amount of money that we made from transfers and everything, we were told th- this would be reinvested into the squad. In fact, you know what? Let's let's go back because again, the, the problem is every time Stuart Robertson talks, he contradicts himself. Talking about the Europa League run, it's been a fantastic boost to the club's finances. It's been a fantastic addition to what we budgeted for, so that allows us to look at strengthening the team in the summer. It allows us to continue with the infrastructure projects we still have to do around the stadium and training ground. The run we've had now is probably slightly more than we would have had from qualifying for the Champions League. It's a terrific boost. It allows us to do so many things. Strengthening the team, I guess, could mean not the squad. I mean, that is kind of a broad term. It might be some mealy-mouth words there. I, I generally took it as, a well, again, you know, strengthening the squad, like every other squad in Europe is doing right now, ahead of the new FFP guidelines about to come in. I don't think a lot of people are pumping a huge chunk of their money into uh, infrastructure expenditure. But, um, uh, again, you know, Robertson had told us, Wilson had told us, that money brought in from player trading, Again, this player trading model that was set up in January of 2022, according to according to John Bennett, would be used to finance and strengthen the squad. And that's simply not the case. You know, we've got the Jared money, you got the Parison money, you got the Bassey money, you got the Aribo money. We spent a fraction of that this summer. And, you know, if we're, if we're talking about the... Uh, the wage budget, you know, I, th- I think this kind of goes into a bigger problem yesterday wherein, uh, well, again, Johnny, who the Rangers review, the uh, promoted media partner of Rangers Football Club that I get in emails from the club, had uh, had said at some point yesterday that you might need a PhD to fully understand some of the stuff that John Bennett said. Now, I don't have a PhD in economics or finance. Um, generally, I rely on people who, uh, well, work in finance. And thankfully, you know, there are some good Rangers fans out there, people who used to write for the Crow, used to come onto the podcasts, who uh, who broke down some of these numbers for us. Um, 
And again, you know, let's let's go back to Edmiston House, right? The Edmiston House was billed as a five million pound project, of which three million pounds were going to come from the sale of half of the Albion car park. It is now an eleven million pound outlay for the club, infrastructure outlay for the club. And Robertson said, without being questioned on it, which is fucking absurd, that it would be a one million pound profit center, not revenue generated, a profit center for the club on a per annum basis, right? Which is absolutely absurd, pie in the sky, fucking, I have no idea what numbers. But again, what one of our old buddies, Ross, one of these people who knows finance better than me, kind of broke this down. The 11 million pound outlay with one million pounds in cash generation a year, uh, which he adds LOL to. Uh, increasing at 5% per annum, discount at 8% is a 17 and a half year payment. So it's 17 and a half years to break even at those ridiculous numbers. Those more than likely unachievable numbers. Again, I mean, if, if, if their financial planning around Edmiston house was 5 million pounds to do it, and it's now cost 11 million, then what the hell? I mean, how, how do we trust at all Stuart Robertson's judgment that's going to generate and one million pounds in profit per year. Not a million pounds in revenue, a million pounds in profit per year through that building. Again, the, the, this was supposed to be a two million pound outlay from the club, taking away the three million that we were supposed to make from the sale of Albion Car Park, right? Two million pounds it is now 11 million. It is a five, see, people are talking about a 100% increase or whatever. No, that's, that's a 550% increase in the outlay. And this is part of the problem. This is where there's still no answers. This is why anybody who's frustrated at this follow-up interview today, you got every fucking right to be, because th there is no questioning uh, of the... Look, Robertson just comes and says this stuff, and there is no follow-up to it. There is no questioning of it. There, there, There is no ownership or explanation of the ballooning cost of Edmiston House outside of just wiping it away into COVID and inflation. There's still no accountability for whatever the hell it was that we owed Mike Ashley and Sports Direct. Right. The, the, look, if we want to be honest about where the fucking money comes from, if you want to come out there and talk about how you need to communicate to fans better, then you need to explain this stuff better. And one of the other things, too, is the wage bill. This is his job. You are the managing director. If the wage bill is out of control, that falls on you. If projects balloon by 500 percent increase, that falls on you. The, the Ashley thing, Sports Direct, fine, you guys inherited that. But then maybe don't outlay 11 million pounds in cash on a fucking capital project. Again, uh, one of the finance guys, because I'm not a fucking PhD holder in finance or economics here, but one of the guys who's really, really smart at this, our buddy Ian there on Twitter, he said, uh, let me find it here. Here, here we go. Uh, I, I think Edmiston House is a good long-term project for the club to be undertaking, but I'd question why it's costing 11 million pounds short-term. Unsure of any business undertaking that level of infrastructure investment would pay for it ahead of time and not via long-term borrowing. And he continues, if the business isn't capable of getting affordable borrowing to do that, then I'm not sure it's really in a position to be spending that kind of money on an infrastructure project such as this at this moment in time. That is the kind of questions. Don't come out and, and again, condescend the fans and say, you need a PhD to understand the kind of answers that John Bennett gave yesterday, and then get on with the managing director and not ask these questions. Rangers review. It's not, it, it, look, it may, maybe the definition of review was more in the idea of like a variety shows, a review of entertainment, as opposed to a review of what the hell is going on at the club. If that's what it is, own it. But don't condescend and don't patronize 
to fucking listeners and readers of your website who pay you money for this stuff, by the way, behind the paywall. I, I don't think all of today's stuff was. I don't even fucking know. But, but don't patronize people like that. People have questions. And you apparently have access to the people who need to answer them. And instead of doing it, you let them sell you this shit. And you said yesterday yourself, you need a PhD in finance to understand this. Well, if you don't fucking have it, then get someone in there who does. Get someone in there who understands this kind of stuff. Because apparently you went in to a follow-up interview with known questions that people wanted answers to and didn't have the questions ready. There's one more thing Robertson said in this here that, that really just pissed me off. And again, how the fuck you don't follow up with this. He said, quote, it depends on your coefficient. For us, it's less. So he's talking about the Champions League money here, trying to excuse why we're not spending this money. Even though, again, if you go back to Robertson's quotes, uh, once we missed out against Malmo about how important Champions League money was, but again, that's rewritten when we reach a European final because that was worth slightly more. So once again, as I said the other day, apparently our business model requires us to make two record sales per year and reach a European final every year. Very easily achievable. But talking about the Champions League money, says it depends on your coefficient. For us, it's less, the money. There's also an element related to transfer deals you do. Some of the payments will be contingent on reaching the Champions League group stage. There aren't many of those at Rangers, but there are a couple. Those tend to be one-offs, but there are some costs that come out of it too. Fair enough. Again, but we're talking about the wage structure, which you put in place. You're the managing director. That's your job. What are the contingencies on director bonuses for reaching the Champions League. Why was that not asked? What's Bisgro's contingency? What's Robertson's contingency? How much bonus money do they make? Simple fucking question. If they're going to come out and blow smoke up our ass about money, and you're sitting there talking to the guy, that's the question that you need to be asking. Robertson isn't going to answer it, and now the chance is probably gone because God knows the next time he's actually going to sit down for an interview with anybody. But that's the kind of stuff that deserves to be answered. Don't tell us about the roof again. Don't tell us about your plan for disabled seating again. Don't tell us about all this other shit. And again, don't directly contradict shit that you said six months ago about where money will be spent within the club. A little bit more follow-up from yesterday's show. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Second Night News back here for the 21st of September on the Curl Pod. Of course, please scroll down into the show notes. Hit that Buy Me a Coffee link. I'm, look, I'm not subscription-based. I don't get emails from the club going out to you telling you to listen to all this shit. You just do, right? You just do. And thank you. I've, I've uh, a lot of very kind messages and emails from people over the past few days and weeks. Always appreciate it. But, again, if, if you like what I do, if you like what all of us here do on the Curl Pod, where it's me... And David doing the Watergate shit, or me and Todd talking about, you know, what the hell we'd take to go down in the desert island, or me and Colin trying to explain America, or me and Gary Havlin trying to teach you a little bit about Rangers' uh, weird history over here in North America. Scroll down and hit the Buy Me a Coffee link. Helps us out as little as three bucks, and you get entered to win some great stuff from our friends over there at The Famous. Of course, if you want to go buy some stuff from them, you just go to thefamousheadwear.co.uk. Great, 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 awesome stuff. Love them. Great people to work with. Go get their stuff. It's getting cold, and they got new scarves and winter hats in. See? So you need to go hook that stuff up anyway. Talked about Robert Sarver yesterday, the guy who uh, a lot of people may have seen as a savior of Rangers at one point, even though, again, as, as I reiterated yesterday and as I reported back at the time, his deal was dead on arrival. But, uh, well, uh, you know... Th- the problem with Sarver and the reason he came up yesterday is uh, the the league, the NBA, which he's the owner of the Phoenix Suns in, kind of confirmed reporting by ESPN that, yes, Robert Sarver is a huge racist piece of shit and uh, suspended him for a year and fined him $10 million. Sarver has released his uh, non-apology apology. <laughs> and... Uh, well, now he's, he's trying to sell a team. So, I don't know, maybe Mallorca all of a sudden have an owner with $4 billion in cash. Because, of course, the punishment for doing this, much like Donald Sterling, is that uh, you get to sell the team that you bought for, you know, let's say $400, $500 million a couple decades ago for 3 to $4 billion today. It's, it's a hard, hard, hard hand that you get dealt having to walk away from ownership in the NBA. But uh, again, thankfully, Robert Sarver learned his lesson here, as, as you can tell from the statement. Words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organizations that brought people together and strengthened the Phoenix area through the unifying power of professional men's and women's basketball. Unifying power of professional basketball. As a ma- Oh, here you go. Get ready for it. As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. Here we go. It's everyone else's fault. Get ready. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible. That whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I have said in the past. For these reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury. Of course, the Mercury, the uh, WNBA team there. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, it just goes on. You know, goes on, goes on. I don't want to be a distraction. This is the best course of action for everyone. And, of course, by everyone, I'm being me because my uh, return on investment is going to be about 800%. Oh, my God, I'm walking away with $4 billion. This is awful. What a punishment that has been meted out to me. Poor, poor Robert Sarver. Man. But don't worry. He closes out. He says, in the meantime, I will continue to work on becoming a better person and continuing to support the community in meaningful ways. I I, I hope part of that is around a study about uh, why 
dumbass old white men should not say N-word repeatedly in front of uh, their black employees. Or ever. Let's just go with ever. Finally, some, some good bear news. This came out. I had this on Twitter, if you guys were wondering. I, uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how this slipped me. I love Ray Liotta and Elizabeth Banks. is fucking hilarious. But uh, Cocaine Bear, the uh, the thriller, has uh, started popping up on, on watch lists that, that you can you know pre-plan for uh, wherever the hell these movies come out these days. I, I can't tell what's coming in the cinema or what's going straight to Hulu or HBO or fuck, you know, whatever. Cocaine Bear, though, is not about a uh, somebody partaking in the great aluminum MyJers card everybody was issued this year. It is uh, inspired by true events that took place in Kentucky in 1985, during which a 175-pound black bear ingested 88 pounds of pure cocaine. Holy fucking shit. And I knew about this story. You know, living in the Southeast, look, you got this, there's meth bear. There's other other drug-addled bears that come up every once in a while, but everybody knows about that. But suddenly something to very much look forward to. It's it's nice to get something in the middle of an international break to really raise your spirits when you got fucking Stuart Robertson out here just pissing all over him. Oh, cocaine bear. All right, so what's going on for the rest of the week? David, of course, has COVID, so we did not get to do Watergate as planned, Watergate 50, Episode 9. Uh, all eight episodes, I mean, look, I'm sure there's a lot of people just getting started on them. If you want to get caught up, Now's a really good time because we are getting up to the ones that are going to be listener participation. I know I've gotten a few uh, messages in from people uh, with, with questions and whatnot for the for the final couple episodes that we're going to do. Again, if, if you would like to do that, just go back into episode 8. Uh, there, there's a link down there where you can basically leave us a voicemail with your questions. And we really, nothing, I don't care, nothing's off limit. Whatever the hell you want to know, if we haven't covered something, if you want to know more about something, if you have some completely random fucking question... We will do our damn best to answer it. But me and David are going to get that in at some point this week. Again, you know, Kobe, he's not feeling the best. And uh, G- Gary Havlin is also under the weather. And of course, Gary Havlin there at, uh, at Rangers Packs on Twitter. And my guy that I'm doing the uh, Rangers from Sea to Shining Sea shows with. The, uh, the, the history show about our North American tours. So Gary was under the weather. He will, uh, well, we're, we're going to have to reschedule everything, but we're going to get them all done as soon as possible and up and out to you guys. So keep listening for those. We will be back, hopefully Friday again, as long as David's uh, well, not dead or covered in empty uh, Pepsi cans, whichever one comes first. But uh, we, we are still planning on being here Friday for a full crow pod with me and him. And, of course, Peter Ewart, who's filling in for Todd, as Todd is still trapped in Italy on his suspension. So that's it. We'll talk to y'all. Well, if not Friday, then before then. Thanks again. Uh, like I said, if you like the show, go down and find that buy me a coffee link in the show notes. Give me a hand. Maybe win some shit. You get to, look. You can win free shit. It's fun. Plus, you know, you, you get to show us how much you love us. So that's all. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Are you kind of fucking serious at all.